May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Prior to my retirement, I worked for a large health insurance carrier. Uh, I was responsible for ensuring that state rules and regulations were followed, which included the implementation of programs that supported and encouraged members, particularly children, to receive all needed services and immunizations. All these activities were measured and monitored both by the state and by health plan leadership. The state, to ensure that the health plan was doing what they were contractually required to do, and the health plan to accomplish the contract requirements and accomplish them in the most cost-efficient manner. The health plan would measure how effective various programs were, if postcard reminders were sent out to parents, exactly how many children received immunizations that year, and if phone calls were made by outreach staff, what number of children received immunizations, and and so on. Meeting the state goals for health plan members slowly became or was trying to become an exact science. The end goal was cost-effective, quality health care. They were also looking for what was the return on the investment. Could the plan accomplish or exceed the required goals in the most cost-effective manner? We were constantly working to accomplish more with less. Working smarter, not harder, was the mantra. I did mention I've retired, haven't I? When I read the gospel for today, the first thing I thought of was that the planting technique, as demonstrated by the sower in today's gospel, would not be an acceptable business practice anywhere, and certainly not in the health plan I worked for. The sower scattered seeds willy-nilly, carelessly, excessively. No measurement, no pre-planning to assess the soil type, no monitoring, no evaluation to ensure a good return on investment. Just flinging seed everywhere, every direction. Scattering the seed equally on rocky or barren ground ground covered in thorns and weeds and in the good soil. And in this parable, we are told the results of the sower's sheer incompetence and bad business practice. The seeds thrown on the hard ground become nothing but bird food. Other seeds land on stony ground with just enough soil for the seeds to begin to grow and then are soon withered by the sun. Still other seeds land in soil with thorns and weeds and there just isn't any room to grow. Only the seeds planted in the good soil take root 
and grow with the anticipated and expected results of a plentiful harvest. An excellent return on investment. And if that isn't enough to demonstrate the futility of the sower's practice, Jesus goes on to tell us that the seeds are like the word of the kingdom of God. Some hear the word, and they just don't understand it, and what they hear doesn't even make an impression. Others hear the word, but at the first sign of difficulty, forget what they've heard. Others hear the word, but are more interested in the trappings of wealth, pleasure, or power. But as for what is sown on the good soil, this person, this person hears, receives, and understands the word and is rewarded greatly. Are you wondering where you fit into this story? I know I did, wondering exactly what kind of soil I was. Then I started to worry what I had to do to improve, to change, to be a better person, be stronger, better, more deserving. Or perhaps you're looking around and wondering where exactly does your neighbor fit into this parable? Or perhaps you already know where your neighbor fits into this parable. In 1997, Becca Stevens, an Episcopal priest, founded Magdalene. It's a residential program for women who have survived lives of prostitution, trafficking, addiction, and life on the streets. The women of Magdalene range in age 20 to 50. Many were sexually abused as children, began using alcohol or drugs by 13 years of age, and had spent years in and out of jails. And on average, they spent a decade on the streets prostituting. Magdalene offers residential housing and the resources needed for recovery. And when they're ready, the women are given the opportunity to return to school, get a job, or they can join Magdalene's job training program of Thistle Farms, a social enterprise. Thistle Farms is run by the women of Magdalene. The women create natural bath and body products, and the sales of those products directly benefit the women who are working in that enterprise. So you have to know, thistles, which is a very hard word to say over and over, I've got to say, thistles are considered weeds. And like all weeds, they can grow wherever they want. They're not at all fussy about the soil conditions. They have deep, tenacious roots that can grow in minute cracks in concrete and sidewalks and any slight space they find in the concrete. And in fact, they can shoot right through the concrete. And they can survive very harsh conditions. 
They grow on the streets and in the alleys where the residents and the graduates of Magdalen walked. And in spite of their prickly appearance, the flower is a deep, royal purple, and it's full of nectar that attracts the birds and the bees. Let anyone with ears listen. Hear, then, the parable of the sower. When I hear Becca Stevens' story about the Magdalene House and the thistle farmers, I have to wonder, what if this parable is not about us? It's not about you or me. And perhaps it's not about what we have to do to change or be better or be more deserving. And perhaps this parable has absolutely nothing to do with who we think is deserving or not. Who we think is hearing the word, receiving it, and understanding or not. If this parable was about us, we would know exactly where those seeds should be thrown. Even if we knew absolutely nothing about farming or business practices, we would know that we needed to sow the seeds in rich soil, avoiding concrete and the barren, thorny areas. But perhaps this parable is about God and his absolute and extravagant generosity, throwing seeds anywhere and everywhere, including the rocky and seemingly barren places, in the concrete and the alleys of the cities, the refugee camps, the detention centers, and the prisons, for you and for me, for the least, for the lost, and the lonely, reminding us once again that God's vision of the world is much, much bigger and much more inclusive than ours, that the gospel is bigger than good business practices and good farming techniques. We hear this parable, and we are amazed at the extravagance of the sower and how he is wasting seed. But who are we to say the seed is being wasted? How can we know? How do we know who is deserving and who is not? We don't, and we never will, and it's never been our job to decide who is in and who is out. We try, though, don't we? All you need to do is look around, read the newspaper, watch the news, and we keep trying every single day to decide who is in and who is out. But we don't get to decide. Jesus uses parables to explain the unexplainable to his listeners. The kingdom of God is like. If you listen, there is no judgment or condemnation in this story. 
God just keeps flinging grace out without judgment, without expectation. God doesn't stop because we aren't perfect. God is not stingy or cautious or judgmental or even practical. One writer says that God is a high-risk sower, relentless and indiscriminately throwing seed everywhere, as if we were all potentially good soil. And I find that incredibly comforting and very much a challenge. The good news for you and for me is that God keeps sowing generously, extravagantly, even in the most unpromising places. And we are promised that this sowing will produce an abundant harvest. And we can respond to this generosity of grace and love by living our lives each day fully and compassionately with charity and justice and a passionate desire to love one another as we are so loved. God keeps reaching into his seed bag, throwing seeds of grace and love in every and all directions wherever we are, for you and for me, and for the least and the lost and the lonely, as if there are more than enough seeds to last for all of eternity, forever and ever, enough for everyone, everywhere. And there are. Let anyone with ears listen. Amen.